Here comes your short and sweet parenting tip of the week. Short and sweet parenting tips here, and we're covering the last installment of ways to reduce anxiety in your home. Today, you'll hear lots of ideas on how to leverage your kids' five senses to neutralize a stressful atmosphere in your home and help reset and relax your kids. I think you'll have fun with this one. Don and Gina Grodhoff join us from Focused Healthy Family again to talk about a need with our kids that isn't always being met right now. Kids need to run and learn and move. That's how they're learning and growing and developing, and they need an outlet for that. I've worked with kids, and I've seen a lot more sensory issues. Uh And that, so if you can understand the sensory issues, what what they're going through, and there's a lot of it going on right now, and I think it's just a lot of the way things are are going in our society that we're not they're not getting to do the movements and the things they need yeah. to do exercise you know outside time and I've grounding been, time things like jazz and there's the physical movement is so important in development as we know when if we sit all the time uh-huh. we're going to gain weight uh-huh. our bodies need movement and uh-huh. some kids need more than others our oldest was kind of a calm kid he didn't need as much movement and activity as our youngest who literally takes breaks every hour or so being online with her friends to run around. But it's important that those things be incorporated because it really can help reduce anxiety, Um, especially, you know, young children jumping on a trampoline, running up and down. I used to do wheelbarrow all the time where they put their hands on the floor and you lift your legs up to walk. That proprioceptive input is calming to the system. Um, I used to do burrito too, remember? Oh yeah, in the... um, having like a blanket and you roll your kid up like a burrito yeah the yeah. calming activity and different things are calming for different children yeah. depending mm-hmm. on their sensory if it if they don't like it then that's not going to calm their system mm-hmm. but there's lots of things sometimes their system just needs a chance to calm down mm-hmm. or they need an outlet they need to be able to you know if you're having to do school at home and they can't sit still well get up and move around <laughs> it's you know it's our how we take in information from the world is being processed through our senses. And so if, if things are not um, happening smoothly, it, it causes disruption. But I'd yeah. love to talk more about that. Yeah, I would love to, when we do another interview for the next season on mental health, I would love to do an episode on sensory processing. Don, you talked about, you mentioned grounding when you were talking about being active. That's a term I'm not familiar with, unless you're talking about taking away their phone and making them stay in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. That goes back to the punishment. We don't want to go there. <laughs> um, no, it, it, some people call it earthing or grounding. I, I use it in even in my practice, even with adults, but it's taking your shoes off and going outside into the dirt and getting, getting connected again with the earth. And it, it sounds a little out there, but the earth produces negative ions and we produce both, but we produce more of the positive ions. Well, in connecting with that, we blend those two together, which can be a, a real balancing part for us. So I, you know, I know uh, we both have done it. I've taken my both of my kids out when they just were, ah, and I had to kind of like like pull them out there. But I took them out with their bare feet and got them just to sit and put their feet. You get into the dirt, into the earth, mm-hmm, and it, it mm-hmm. really has a lot of health benefits to it. And that grounding is one of them. I know with our youngest one, within five minutes, she she would go from this <laughs> to giggling and laughing and running, you know, because I'd have mm-hmm. her just run around in the front mm-hmm. yard. It bare- neutralizes them, right? Yes. 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 Oh, so it, I, I think it's a cool way to begin the day for kids. 
is to get them outside, get them barefoot. I mean, not, not in the middle of winter, but, uh, but you know. Well, you know, I, I just, you know, meditation work talks about that, you know, and kind of centering and connecting with the earth. So it kind of fits in with that. And when you can get outside and, you know, be out in nature, it, it helps our brains. It helps so many different things. Um, yeah, science supports just being outdoors, walking outdoors and being part of nature as being so um, mentally healing and so. I mean, I talk when I talk to my clients, I talk about meditation and as far as a, a way of calming anxiety. But I, I, I don't look at meditation as this guru on the mountain doing the, hmm, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. It, it's whatever you lose yourself into. For me, I like music and, and certain musics can really just take me into and it focuses back into yourself, you know, and so it can be jogging, it can be walking, you writing, like to write, writing, yeah, you know, you know a journal in the morning, journaling, yeah, it, it, it grounds me, it helps center me to um, focus, I guess, yeah, yeah. to focus, because it's, you know, doing something that you enjoy, so your attention is tuned into that. You don't necessarily have to sit still to do it, it's mm, not, it's not the, I love that. You know, it, it's it's about, like I say, whatever loses yourself. Like I say, I have people that I know, clients that have jog. And when they jog, they just, they, they mm. everything around them kind of gets put aside, you know, mm. they, they can just really focus on what's, what's mm -hmm. going on for them. Yeah, and another great tool with kids is mindfulness. And our therapist actually initiated this with our youngest, with her therapist, just for a minute, focus on one thing. You know, maybe it's a piece of food and you look at it and you eat it slowly and you really taste it, you know, and really focus on it for a minute. Or if you're outside, let's just be quiet and then think of and listen to all the things we can hear. And then we can talk about it. You know, for a real young kid, it might not be a minute. It might be 15 seconds, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. let's just tune in and pay attention. Let's just really think about what this food feels like in our mouth and what's the taste and the texture, or, you know, let's stop and just listen. And there's just so many different ways to incorporate kind of a mindfulness in each day that's, you know, such an important skill and it can do with kids of any age. And then there's going through the senses, right? That's a, that's right. a mindfulness where right, you. Right, right, yeah. right. What am I hearing? What am I feeling? What am I seeing? Yeah. And I smelling think. and. Right, right. Well, you, you know, then another means of, of relaxation or, or getting out of anxiety is going through your body and tensing up pieces, oh. parts of your body, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one at a time, you know. Progressive it, muscle relaxation. Yes. There you That's, go. And, yeah, so you focus on each muscle group mm -hmm. and you tense it I, and slowly you're releasing it. So in order to really relax, you're scrunching, tense your shoulders up and then you can relax them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the progressive relaxation is a great tool. And that yeah. works with kids just as well as adults. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. I think mine, I think mine uh, was from the feet up because I remember okay. doing my head yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you scrunch your face and you right, open right. your eyes really wide. And yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I learned that too when I first learned it. And you can take it to any intensity, you know, you can go down to a finger, you know, or mm -hmm. you can do more generalized. It, it, I was going to say, yeah, with like a two or three year old, okay, we're just going to tense up our whole body and yeah, squeeze our fists, yeah, right? Right. Going to let it all go, right? Because they're not going to be able to differentiate. Yes, for sure. In parts of the body. But well, well and, and also for little kids uh, with breathing. There's a couple different okay. ways of doing some good yeah. deep breathing. You know, Gina does the one with blowing out the candles. Picture of, picture a big birthday cake with a lot of candles. Oh. You got to blow them all out. You know, we talk about taking deep breaths in and blowing out. If a kid's really anxious and they're hyperventilating, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. hard to focus on breathing in and out. But if you tell a kid to blow out, 
then they're going to be forced to breathe in. It's just a natural occurrence. And so you literally can take some candles and tell the child, blow out the candles, right? They're going to, and they're forcing the air out their mouth, and then they're naturally going to breathe back in. So it's one way to get them into a calmer breathing pattern. And I, I do, the one I do is I'll have them do raspberries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, breathe in. Right, you know, right. And, I, and that's I, a sensory thing, too, I think. Well, yeah, and I, I, I usually collapse to the floor as I'm doing it, you know, <laughs> and they giggle and laugh. So yeah. they're getting really two right. things out of it. They're getting right. the breathing part out of it, but they're getting the laughter, which yes. relaxes them, too. So and it's silly. Young kids are like, yeah, oh, they're you, all, know. you know, it's so fun. And, you know, and laughter releases endorphins, too. Yeah, I know. I like I know hugging, you know, helps to release endorphins and oh. calms their anxiety. And okay. it's. I've even read, I forget the number of seconds that a hug is and how it changes the chemicals in our brain. And so a prolonged hug can really have a calming, wow. relaxing effect on our body. And yeah, I went to a conference, it's been a number of years ago. I want to say it was a speech therapist, but they specialize, they were laughter therapists and, you know, the importance of it and how it affects our, our body and, you know, even the forced laughter, it forcing yourself to laugh it's, okay. it's kind of like making yourself smile you know it's changing the dynamics in your brain and functioning mm -hmm. yeah and how how therapeutic it can be yeah now we're gonna have to go look that up some more because yeah there i know there is science behind it and it is fascinating and i do know inserting silliness or humor in a tense situation often will just kind of you know change the chemistry and take take the wind out of whoever's coming at at you just to do something silly or say something silly kind of like you said when you were brainstorming you know make yeah. a silly idea or yeah, whatever right because we, we you know we take things so seriously and someone oh, said yeah. to me once you know think is this going to matter five years from now like, especially with your kids you know they wrote on the wall is this really going to matter in five years like how how serious and how important is this and um i, I found a facebook picture of our youngest child gosh she was maybe four pouring her own cereal and pretty much poured the whole box of it out and overflowing um, mm -hmm. onto the table. And I found this picture. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, how do you handle this, right? Mm -hmm. And being our third child, she's much younger than our other two. I found it, you know, funny and amusing. And um, I think I said, are you trying to, you know, build a sandcastle? You know, I said something light and lively with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and yet so many times we're quick to jump on it, jump on it, get angry when it, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That completes this series on reducing anxiety at home. Even if kids are going back to school, you can still improve the environment of stress in your house. So in this series, we talked about respect, communication, alternatives to punishment, problem solving, and unknowingly plugging your kids into specific roles. If you missed one of these topics, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Parents of any age kids will benefit from these tips, and most of the advice is helpful to us grown-ups too. Next week, we start a series on establishing an allowance with your kids, all ages we're talking about. And that will round out this season, season one of Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Stay tuned for a trailer for the next season, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.